Hello. Welcome to the Trap Game Podcast Episode 7. We are Monday, September 21st. I am Mark Ruthop, and I am here with Chris Smith. How's it going? We are on the heels of week two of the NFL season. We are going to be covering the week three picks. We're pretty much doing this all week or every week for the remainder of the NFL season. Um, Just a quick recap of our hits. I was six, seven, and two. You were nine, four, and two. The GOAT. You had a pretty good week. Um, our over-under picks, I was 5-1, and one, you were 2-3, and three, so um, not bad. Not bad. You know, if you followed us on most of them, you probably won a little bit of money. It's you hit your lock. lock. Yep, you're 2-0 and oh on your lock. I was 1-1. One one. The Titans screwed me. Yeah. They were dominating that whole game. They, they were covering the minus 11, and by the time kickoff went down, they were at minus 7. So they were covering both spreads the majority of the game until Gardner Minshew decided he wanted to, I, I don't know. I don't think he's he wanted going to take this laying down. No, he's not going to. He's, he's trying to prove a point, even though you know the team is tanking, but we'll see. I, I mean, at this point, I think it's going to be the Jets or the Giants with the number one overall pick. Yeah. They both look horrible. Absolutely atrocious. Saquon out, that's going to be tough. Yeah, like the only thing that the Giants even had to go for. Right. Danny Dimes ain't it. And you got to think, like, both of them still have young quarterbacks. Right. So even if they get the number one pick, do they take Trevor Lawrence? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. I think the Giants might. I mean, they're kind of like... I would... I would think the Jets would take him. Probably. I think at this point, like, they're kind of over Sam Darnold. Like, he's not getting any better. No. And, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't really have weapons in the first place. But, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that didn't have weapons in the league that just kind of got thrown to the side. And I think that's kind of where he's heading with yeah. how bad they have looked the first two weeks. But uh, we'll get into that. But we got to cover. We're a big uh, We're a big night show. They definitely let us down. Yeah, 4-1 four, four series loss to the Dallas Stars, who are up one nothing against the Lightning in the Stanley Cup Final. They play tonight. That game has probably started already. Yeah, we got a nothing-nothing game. I still think, as much as a disappointment as it was, I still think they were the better team in that series. Oh, definitely. And that's what's like most frustrating about it is that we should have won, we won. Right. but we lost convincingly, and it just doesn't make any sense. I think it's more of like we did it to ourselves. You know what I mean? Like you saw the stats; we were the better team every single game, right? Except for the goalie situation. I'm not putting on Leonard. I'm just saying we were, like you said last show, we were shooting right into their chest, right into his glove. You know, no top shelf shots, no nothing crazy. We were just making it easy for the goalie, and even though we were putting the shots up on him, it doesn't matter when you're hitting him right in the chest right. every single time. Yeah, it, it was it was the same thing. Like they didn't make it hard on him, right? And, and even less in this series, I think, than Demko, because yeah. Demko at least was making some 
pretty crazy acrobatic saves. Right. Yeah, Kidelvin just the whole time, it was just like a, a glove snag here, a chest grab there, and we never had guys ready for rebounds or right. anything like that. So um, it's definitely going to be interesting going into the offseason. Um, Mark andre Fleury is definitely going to be on the block, um, depending on if they sign Leonard and – you know, even though they had that five-year, $25 million agreement, supposedly, then Leonard came out and said that that wasn't true. So what happens if they don't sign Leonard and now you have to keep Marc-Andre? How awkward is that going to be? And I think that's part of the reason we lost. I mean, there's just mud in the water after the whole flurry tweet thing, and now everybody's kind of like, who do we star? Who do we do this? Everybody's like, we should have started flurry. Imagine if he would have started and he just get blown out in that right. last game. Then who do you blame? Now, you know what and, I mean? And I still don't understand the mindset where people think that we should have started Flurry. I really don't understand it. Now, again, he is a serviceable goalie. He could go into, like, if we went into next season with Mark Andre as our starter, we're not going to be a bad team. Right. We're no. still going to be a cup contender. Right. But at the same time, it's like, do people forget year one? Do people forget what happened in, in game seven against the San Jose Sharks last year? Like, everyone's acting like Mark Andre has been some impenetrable wall where they think Leonard has been terrible. And it was actually the opposite. I mean, right. I don't think Leonard played bad in any game, in any freaking series. This Other past. than the game against um, the Canucks where he let up. Game two. Game two. But even then, but, but even then, the defense was Swiss cheese in front of him. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, did he let go pass some questionable goals? Maybe. But at the same time, he was only giving up two or three goals Every game. Like, we were never out of it, and he kept us in it most of the time. And in that last game, we're up 2-0, and two goals to tie the game were both scuffles in front of the, you know... Exactly, and goal. he had like, stopped them. He right. had stopped, like, the initial shot, and then just happens to be that a Stars player is right there. Right, just a flip it over his head. Like, yeah. it was just, it was bad timing. And I think that hurt more was that we were up 2-0, looking like we're going to win this game, start a little comeback. And then they just tie it, yeah. and then in overtime win it again. And I cried a little bit. I was when, a little angry. When they scored that first goal, I was like, okay, this is – we're in trouble. This is bad. Because for whatever reason, the Knights can be super aggressive all game. But at one point, there's always one turning point, and it's been like that for the last three seasons. Where they just get on their heels. Where they play on their heels. Yeah. And they're, they can – completely changed the way that they played every game before that. And you can see it. Like, it's yeah. Night and day. Like, they flip the switch. When we time. went to overtime, I, I knew it was over. Right. I, I just – and then the power play, I was like, okay, well, there goes our season. It was going to take – it was going to take a miracle for them not to score on that power play. And I felt bad for – it was White, White Cloud. Cloud. White Cloud. He had a right? really, really good – Playoffs. He looked good, and yeah. you know, and he felt like it was all on him. And I, I, you know, even our players came over and told him like, "Hey, it's not on you." No, it wasn't on him because you guys allowed them to get two goals, one right. being off another power play. And even his penalty was the delay of game. It was. It's just a, such a freak play. Like right. that stuff doesn't happen right. very often. It's just he happened to hit the puck low, and the puck went over the net without touching the glass. Right. That's it. Like that's all that happened. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting off season. 
Bill Foley is obviously super aggressive. Is he going to want to make some roster changes? Is he going to want to get rid of Marcheseau? Marcheseau had a really bad, bad playoffs. Where is was he? he? Nowhere. Do, does he want to get rid of Stastny? Because we don't have a true number one center. Like, that's the thing about the Knights, is we have really good depth, but we don't have that one guy that, 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 put, that can put the team on his back. Right. Like, Mark Stone is an awesome player, but he's not going to, you know, go out and, like, just dangle between the legs and, and you know, get you a, a top net over the guy's shoulder goal. Like, we don't have that one guy. You know what I mean? So, is Foley going to shake up the roster, get rid of a couple guys to try and bring in someone like that this offseason? Who would you want to see him bring in? like that it's really tough because i don't i don't remember seeing anybody that's going to be a free agent that can do that i mean yeah. maybe you trade some guys but i mean there's not a lot of guys out there that are available like right. that um jack eichel of the buffalo sabers would be an awesome option he's not happy in buffalo and he'd be that like true number one center guy that we could rely on and a center a line of him stastny or no him Stone and Pacioretty would yes. be disgusting, right. but we'll see what happens. Um, the cap, from now. right? The ca- well, not really. Actually, no. <laughs> yeah, in December, right? There, there's nothing official yet. I know that's what they were thinking, but but they might push it back depending on what happens. But um, obviously, we'll get into that more when more stuff becomes official. But uh, yeah, you know, it it sucks to see. I mean, I'm over at this point. It, it, like you said, it was a couple of days where I was just like, just not happy. Yeah, just you know? kind of like, all right. And then, you know, we have so much night stuff. I'm just like walking around looking at it like disappointed. Right. I'm still wearing it. I'm a sheep. I, yeah. can't, I can't get rid of it. I mean, I actually bought a new hat and a new sweater from our pro shop. Right. Because it was half off. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a good deal. Yeah. All right. But uh, we're going to move back on to the NFL, America's favorite pastime yep as we sit here and watch the las vegas raiders the las vegas raiders crazy raiders raider football is in the desert officially it's beautiful it's great don't care what you think about the raiders we have a professional football team i want them to represent the city well i understand if you don't like them but you gotta, you just gotta be happy that Vegas is getting that recognition. Now. Right. If you've I mean, lived here as long as we have, we're a sports town, sports city. We're turning into like a premier sports. You know, place. baseball will be fast behind this, especially with the already talks of tearing down the Rio to build a stadium there. Apparently, they're building a new stadium. A so- we're getting like a professional soccer team, not the LV Lights. Right. They're talking about bringing in some other team. And building them a stadium way off. So well, I mean, there's there's rumors about everything. Everything. Like the NBA supposedly well, wanting to come here soon. The Fertitas live here. The Fertitas. And I mean, like I've heard, I've heard that they want to build another stadium or like an arena type thing on the, around the strip for a basketball team specifically. Yeah. So that. Is always around the corner. There's baseball that keeps being talked about now. So we'll see. Um, I would love for both of those to be here, honestly. I'm not a huge NBA fan, but hey, you, you bring me a professional NBA team to my city, you know I'll be, uh, I'll be cheering for them right away. Um, but yeah, so we will get into the picks. 
We had, like I said, we had a decent week last week. We could have done a little bit better. We were leading in almost every game last week, I think. I know. And then, and then just shut there was down. a lot of late covers. Yeah. But we had a lot of teams win that we had picked. Just right. didn't cover the spread. Right. Um, so I'm waiting on the Saints to win this to get a perfect 15-pick parlay going. So stay tuned. You might hear me scream Yeah. if we get the early Chris, lead. Chris might have like 10 grand on the line here. If they win. So, and I've been giving him fire Australian football picks. Fire. So oh, this guy for that. <laughs> you know, I might, I might throw a pick out there at the end of this. I'll, I'll see, I'm I'll see what's going for on. Sure. <laughs> so I think we uh, start off this week with the worst game I think you could ever put on Thursday night football. <laughs> I have no idea why this is on prime time. We have an zero and two. Dolphins versus a one and one Jaguars Thursday Night Lights. It's probably gonna have the worst ratings ever. Well, who watches these teams? Well, I think that's why they did it so early in the season. Is just to get both of their Thursday night games just out get of it the way. Out of the way, right? When nothing else is happening. Exactly, either. exactly. And like we said last week, we don't think Minshew is laying down for nobody this year. Um. As of right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a minus three favorite. I didn't think they would be a favorite one time this entire year. I didn't think they would win the first game and almost win the second game. I was literally thinking they're going to go 14-2. and two. Yeah. You know, like just dumpster fire. And the Titans were my lock last week. They were dominating the entire game. And then out of nowhere, the Jaguars just decided to wake up. And they actually tied the game at one point. I know. It was 30 to 30. The Titans ended up winning 33 to uh, 30. But the Jaguars don't look as incompetent as people thought they were going to look. Well, yeah, all their talent went elsewhere. And you're thinking, all right, they're just done. I think it just might be another scenario where, yeah, you might not have the talent. But you have a whole bunch of guys that want to prove everybody wrong. And if they like Minshew, which it seems like they do, they want to rally around this guy and make sure that they don't tank for Trevor and that he sticks around. You know what I mean? So as crazy as it sounds, I'm going to take the Jaguars at minus three. I didn't think I would take the Jags as a favorite at all, all year. I didn't think I would take the Jaguars, period. But I'm going to take them as a three-point favorite here. You know, I'm on the opposite. I don't see the Dolphins going 0-3. I really don't. I think they win this game. Uh, they'll definitely cover. I like the over. Both these teams have been getting ran up on both games. Yeah, they've kept it close. But I think the Dolphins are finally going to get their first win. Um I mean, if, if Fitzpatrick doesn't start winning or doesn't start doing something good, they're right. going to put two in. They're going to. You know, with all the money they've invested in this team this year, they, yeah, they they're going to have to start them at some point, and especially if they go 0-3, give it to Tua. To... Oh, Alvin Kamara just kept out of the end zone. Oh. Chris has a big bet on Alvin Kamara to score the first touchdown of the game, and he is about a foot away from Jesus. it right there. That's why I almost <laughs> screamed on this mic. But anyways, if the Dolphins go 0-3, and 
they will start Tua in week four. I promise you that. So give me the Dolphins here, at least plus three, but I'm get, I take them to win. Thursday night football, they're going to go into Jacksonville and get the dub. See, but I don't – I agree that they don't want to waste the season because of the money that they put in. But I, also at the same time, like I don't think they expect to really contend this year either for like a Super Bowl or anything like that. Um, so Tua is still coming off that hip injury. So I don't think at any point this year we see him, unless Fitzpatrick goes down. Okay. You know fair. what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so we are on the opposite ends here. Chris is taking the Dolphins plus the three. The Jags I am on at minus three. Chris also likes the over at 48. We will move on to Sunday football, the first game of the day. Your Chicago Bears versus the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta minus three and a half. 0-2 team versus a 2-0 team, and the 2-0 team is the underdog here. Atlanta has looked pretty – okay, I'm not going to say they've looked good because they're obviously 0-2, and here's the thing. They're scoring a lot of points, but they're also giving up a ton of points. They are retarded. I'm sorry if anybody's offended by that. But how do you blow a lead like that again against the Cowboys? Do they not know that you can run up and fall on the ball before the 10 yards is up? They were like right. waiting for the ball to get past the 10 yards yeah. before they fell on it. Like, what are you thinking? And this is a team that recovered three onside kicks in one game last year. Right. So you would think that they would understand that they can – grab the ball before it goes that 10 yards. This is a team that got three turnovers in the first half from the Cowboys. They right. were leading 20 to zero, I believe at some point. And you just seen it. Like it was like the Super Bowl ball all over again, but over a longer span, you know, they just blew it. And I just, I mean, I can't be happier because they left, kept my stuff alive, <laughs> but I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm, I'm going to stroke my ego a little bit here. I called this game last week to a, to a T. I said that the Falcons would be winning this entire game and that the Cowboys would win last second. They didn't even win last second. They won with no seconds. No seconds. They won with no seconds. Um, as much as I want to hate the Falcons, no, never mind. I still hate the Falcons. Um, they seem like an underachieving team again. It's just kind of what they've been. Their entire – Matt Ryan's entire career in Atlanta, they've been underachievers. Um, and the Bears look pretty decent. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky, you know, they only scored 17 against a really bad Giants team. But at the same time, like, I just don't think the Falcons are a team that should be favored right now. No. At worst, this should be a pick em. Yeah. It should, it should definitely be a pick em. And I, the only reason I like the Falcons here – I don't even like them to cover. I just like them to win the game. Right. It's because how bad the Bears struggled against the Giants. Okay. I mean, the Giants have nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the Bears barely won that game. I mean, the Giants had opportunities to win it late, and I don't know what happened there. But I'll take the Bears at plus three and a half here. Like you said, the favorite, they're 2-0. and I don't know why they're dogs here. Right. But... 
I just don't see the Falcons. Well, the books obviously aren't 100% on the Bears yet, and it's understandable. Like, they haven't put together, like, a great win yet. Right. And I think if they can win this game, the people will start to get on them a little bit more because, for whatever reason, the Falcons have always been a very public team. It's because, like, they're very fantasy-like favored because you have Julio Jones, you have Calvin Early, you have Todd Gurley, you have Matt Ryan. You have a lot of guys that uh, you have a lot of guys that you can plug into your fantasy lineup, and they have this high-powered offense, but they also have a really low-powered defense, as it seems right now. So I think the Bears can score enough to keep this game close and cover the three and a half. Um, the Saints just scored; they're up ten nothing on the Las Vegas Raiders. Alvin Kamara with the first touchdown. Yeah. So Chris, Chris hits that plus four fifty, baby. Attaboy. What you put on it? Only like four. Hey, that's still better than nothing. Right. Still I was just like, ah, let's, let's see if this is fun. And, oh, man, because Taysom Hill right before that got stuffed. And I thought you were about to be right about that. He got stuffed. He tried to go right up the middle. And they, I was like, oh, man. Well, you got a 10 nothing, almost, well, 9 nothing right now, looks like. Got a flag. The Saints have a false start here. Um, but we'll move on. The Rams versus the Bills. Buffalo. Minus three, the over-under at 47 and a half. The Rams and Bills have started a perfect 2-0. and They both look really good. I love and the Rams. You love the Rams here? No, I mean, in general. Just they, in general? They've been playing perfect games the past two. Yeah. You know what have. I mean? They have. They, they beat the Eagles pretty convincingly uh, yesterday. And the Bills, I mean, as much as we were just hating on the Dolphins, almost blew the game to the Dolphins. And they were they were never, like, up. They were up a touchdown. Yeah. It was, like, 17 to 10. Right. And, and by the time this closed, the Bills were minus three. So if you bet on the Bills, you got to push. Um, but when we talked about it, the Bills were, I think, minus five. So, yeah. This one's tough. I mean, I want to like the Bills here, but I I think I have to go with the Rams. The Rams have just looked all around better. And, you know, the Bills are going to win a lot of games, but um, the Bills are going to win a lot of games, but they just haven't looked that impressive yet. For me to want to lay three points against another good team. Right. And like I said, last year the Rams were the second best team, I think the stat was, covering the spread. And it just goes to show they left off, well, they started where they left off because they look really good. Yeah. Um, I would also do a play on the under at 47.5. These are two really good defenses. And I think both of these offenses have played a little bit above their offensive talent so far. And I think it's going to be a really back and forth game. I could see this being like twenty to seventeen. Um, you know, I could I could definitely see this ending as a field goal game, but a lot of really good defensive football. Yeah, I like that too. So, are you you're on the Rams here too? I'm on the Rams. Okay. And the under. Okay, so we both like the Rams. We both like the under here. The next game, the Washington Washingtons. Versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is minus seven. The over under is 43 and a half. 
oh man, this is a this is another dirty game. Because again, it's like the Browns aren't seven points better than anybody. You know what I mean? You know, we I thought that about the Cardinals. We said that about the Cardinals. Last well, week. you were on the Cardinals last week. I I wasn't ready to you know grant them that seven points. But, you know, they won, and they won pretty convincingly. Um, I, the one thing I will say about Washington, they did have a little bit of fight at the end of the game in them. Um, and it's so funny because on a couple of things, parlays I had, I listened to you and said that my – and I took Washington. Thank God they lost in the, in the morning games, but I'm sitting there like, why didn't I listen to myself? Yeah. I mean, it would have been this. Obviously, looking at it now, it would have been the smarter thing to do. Right. But I was. I just thought that Washington would get enough pressure on Kyler Murray to keep it like a closer game than they did. But boy, does and, Kyler and know how to dude, run, dude? I'm telling you, him and he's, Russell Wilson are making cases. He's so good at sensing that pressure. Like he's not one of those guys that runs just to run. Right. He senses he like that pressure and he finds the open gaps yep. and he doesn't get hit. That's yep. like the biggest thing. He's so he, shifty. So he's little. so good. Like dude. Darren Sproul is a quarterback. Right. You know what I right. mean? And he's just like, I just, it, he looked great. Not to mention he threw for 286 yards. Surprise. So. surprise he is definitely surprising me in the mm-hmm. NFL because I thought his size was going to be a disadvantage. You right. know, they're going to, throw their hands up with the line a lot. And and you do see that. There yeah. is a lot of times he does get balls batted down at the offensive line. But he's just – he has a really, really good football IQ. Right. And he's been able to make everything – everything he does well, he's been able to make work for him. Maybe so, he made the right choice choosing football over baseball. So far. So far. So far. And, I mean, the way football's throwing around money to quarterbacks now, he's going to be paid, son. baseball contract. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's insane now. Um, the over under is at 43 and a half. I don't, I just, I don't believe in either of these teams yet. So when I see it, one of these teams getting seven points, I I'm going to take the seven with Washington. The plus seven. Yeah. The Browns surprised me. I thought the Bengals were going to win that game outright. The Bengals had a late game cover, yeah, which we called. I think I called it. Yeah. They covered the spread late game. Well, we were both on the Bengals. We were both on the Bengals. Okay, yeah. cool. So at least we got that right. Um, I'm gonna take Cleveland minus seven here. Okay. I the way Washington looked in this last game, yes, they kind of stepped it up late in the game. I think the Browns. Get it going. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb look fantastic as a one-two punch. Mm -hmm. I mean, both had, I don't even know, both had like two touchdowns. They look great. Odell Beckham, eh, got that one bomb over the head. And, you know, I'm at four receptions, 74 yards and a touchdown. The f- I one think that game surpassed his entire production from last year. Yes, I know. He was on my fantasy league. <laughs> so he like, was finally on my does something. I don't think I think I played him like one or two times. I ended up trading him away yeah, because he was terrible. Yeah, he, he was not very good last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm on Cleveland minus seven. The home team, I think, brings it in. Washington just 
doesn't look appealing to me right now. Hey, that's fair enough. You know, yeah. like this is a game like I definitely wouldn't bet because right. I don't really. It's like really any. hard to tell yeah. what these teams are. You know, because like sure the Browns did up put up thirty five points, but they also gave up thirty points. You know, to a set to a first year quarterback in a second game, who after the first week only put up ten points. Yeah. So the Browns are obviously very hot and cold. Washington. Yeah, they're one and one, but at the same time, like they were down seventeen nothing to the to the Eagles and had to come back in that game. They were down twenty to nothing against the Cardinals, and um, you know they, could they didn't come them. back, but you know they they made it. I guess you can say a little bit more competitive, but uh, yeah, we're on opposite ends of this one. Um, like I said, I don't really, I won't touch this game with a ten foot pole. I don't like it either way. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on. We're on opposite ends there. Next game, we are looking at the Tennessee Titans versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Titans are away dogs at minus two and a half. The over under is 47 and a half. Um, give me the home dog here. Okay. I'll take the home dog. And I know the Vikings defense is hurt and they look bad against the Colts. Let me just say again, that was my lock of the week. That was our biggest trap game of the week. It was we our said, biggest trap game. We of said the week. same thing that everyone's going to be all over the Vikings, and that's where the money was. And I told you that the Colts would win by a landslide by six, seven points or more. They won. I mean, they won twenty-eight to eleven. They they won easy, easy. It didn't. It wasn't even anything. So I think the Vikings bounce back. They're zero and two right now. They're going to go become one and two. They're going to win this game. I'm taking the home dog all day. As much as I hate it, and as much as they burned me on my lock last week, I'm going to be back on the Titans at minus two and a half. Um, they're still two and zero. They're finding ways to win. Yeah. And like you said, like the Vikings have not shown any sort of fight at all. They got blown out against the Packers. They got blown out against the Colts. And they worked. They looked even worse against the Colts than they did against the Packers. So nothing about the Vikings right now shows me that there's any sort of promise for them to win a lot of games this year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, they have a lot of injuries and stuff on the uh, defensive side of the ball. But you're really only putting up 11 points against the Colts, who had previously just got shellacked by the Jaguars. And that was, those were garbage time touchdowns, too. It was like towards the end of the game when right. they scored that. So, so, so I I really like the Titans here. Um, I mean, I really did like the Vikings coming into the beginning of the season. But, man, they, they just look so unimpressive. So unimpressive. So, again, we're on opposite sides of the spectrum on that one. Um I think it'll be a close game. But the Vikings need to show something this week. Yeah, Kirk Cousins definitely needs to step in. Oh, what a horrible game he Like, horrible game. Your defense sucks, then show that your offense is worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And they, again, they put a lot into this team in the offseason. Yeah. Minus letting Stephon Diggs walk. Um, You know, they brought in Ngakwe. They gave Dalvin Cook a huge extension. Like, this team needs to win now if they're going to have any sort of uh, chance. All right, we'll move on to the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New England Patriots. 
The Patriots are minus six and a half. Um, the over under is 47 and a half. <sighs> I'm going to tell you what. The Patriots surprised the hell out of me. They looked good last night. Cam, okay, I did not give Cam his credit after week one. Because the Dolphins. Yeah, but and he didn't have a good throwing throwing week. Right, they won because he ran. But he threw and ran yesterday right. against a much better defense, in my opinion, than the yes, Dolphins. Definitely. And they were one yard away from upsetting the Seahawks in Seattle. And I, we loved the Seahawks. Yeah. Loved them. Loved and we were right. Yeah. We were right. But, oh, my goodness. Like, the Patriots made us sweat that whole game. Sweating. There was a couple times where the Seahawks looked like they were going to run away with that game and win by, like, 21 points. Right. But the Patriots just kept coming back. And I didn't think they had that in their offense. No. Definitely. So, nobody. You know so, I mean? the Raiders are 1-0. Um, they're down 10 nothing to the Saints right now. I don't think anything's really going to make me change my mind on this one. I, I'll i take the Patriots at the minus 6.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the Patriots as well. Uh, like you said, the, the Raiders are playing right now. They're down 10. They don't look good. They can't even get the ball past the 50-yard line yeah. as we speak. The Patriots were scoring on Seattle with ease. I think they could have won that game if they didn't do the obvious play and send Cam Newton up the middle on oh, the one yard line. Everyone knew that. Everybody was knew that was going to happen. It was, it was almost like they were trying to do what Seattle should have done when they had Marshawn Lynch. Right. You know, you know Marshawn's going to get the ball, and then they throw it and it gets picked. I think maybe Bill Belichick was like, "All right, I'm not going to make that mistake. I'm going to do what we have, what's been proven to work." Yeah. And have Cam Superman his ass into the end zone. Well, I don't – so they already made it obvious. You knew it was a run play. Right. But then they clear the running back out of the backfield. You should have at least had the option there. Right. You I know what I mean? I think he should have, like, ran out and pitched it. Some, something. Something not right up the not middle. Not right up the middle. And then he tries to dive, and he just gets his legs just cut out from under him. And, on his head. And he's just flipping. Oh, it was great. I was sweating. I was sweating. But I am with you on this one. New England, minus six and a half. I think they roll over the Raiders. Um, Yeah, just take it. All right. We will move on here to the San Francisco infirmaries. Uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) the 49ers. That's fine. Um, At minus four and a half against the New York Giants, the over-under is at 40 and a half. Um, is this the hospital game? This, it, dude, they might as well just play at the hospital. Right. I mean, that's, that blew my mind to see how many people from the Niners were injured. And then I seen Saquon went out and right. I mean, do you think this is a product of not having preseason and not really hitting before the season started and like getting used to these reps and just getting thrown out there? Or do you think... It's just bad coaching, bad, you know. I think part of it has to do with, like, the abbreviated offseason, no preseason games, no tackling. But at the same time, it's like every year injuries become worse and worse and worse because these guys get bigger and bigger. And if you – 
look, I someone said this a long time ago, and it makes so much sense, and it has made so much sense to, for me to this day, is that if you look at like older athletes, they didn't really work out. You right, know what I mean? Right. They, they weren't like lifting Joes. all day, every day, and there weren't as many injuries. But now you have these guys that are freaking muscle monsters. Yeah. Because their muscles are so tense all the time and so tight because they're always working out. They're always lifting. Yeah. So with one small Major. move, your ACL goes. And that was the thing. I'm like, I don't remember growing up hearing this person tore their ACL yeah. every week. This person exactly. tore his ACL. This person t- And that kind of made me think, like, did this person really tear his ACL or is it the doctor going, there's a slight tear. We're not going to risk it. We're going to give you surgery to fix it. Well, I think in a lot of cases it is that way. You know because what I mean? Because you do hear about guys that play on ACLs, right. like torn ACLs. Right. But there's so much money invested in these guys nowadays that you don't want to risk overextend it. it. Right. And possibly make it worse. Because like Bosa, you know, he's in his second year. Yeah. He's more than likely out for the season. But yeah, like could he play on it? Maybe. But they don't want to risk that. But, like, I mean, why not, like, say he's out for four to five weeks and then reevaluate in the four to five weeks? And then if it is a bad tear still and he can't do anything, then do the surgery. But, I mean, as soon as these players get caught off the field, it's like ACL tear, ACL tear, MCL tear. And it's like, Jesus, you know what I mean? I don't remember this being a problem growing up. Like you said, the guys weren't as muscular. Maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't remember every week worrying about like, oh my god, these players are out for the year. They're out for two years. Career is over. Now, here's a here's just like a wild thought. Would you? <laughs> it won't happen. But what if they stopped playing with helmets again? Going back they to like those padded, like the leather caps, the leather caps. Because then you have to be smart about how you tackle. You're not gonna freaking just spear somebody give yourself a concussion. Right. You know what I mean? Like spear someone's knee because you don't want to freaking hit your knee to the face. You know what I mean? Like it would be a lot safer. Uh, Australian football, they tackle harder than, you know, just as hard. They freaking wail on each other. But, you know, you don't see all these crazy injuries that the NFL has. I've seen rugby, the same thing. They don't wear helmets. They're freaking – these dudes are even bigger than NFL players in right. a lot of instances. They don't, they don't wear anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like I'm kind of for it. I mean, I I'm not for it because it would be a it would be completely like, different game. Completely different. I mean, there would be more rules on tackling the quarterback. Yeah, there would be more rules on where you could hit. No more this. No more that. And I think there's a, too much of that right now All in right, the NFL yeah. that makes the game kind of like okay. Are we playing two-hand touch or are we playing tackle football? Right. But you do have a good point about people would be more conscious about who they're tackling, how they're tackling. But, it, but then you have freak accidents where a guy just makes a cut and is, there goes his Achilles. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, people get perfect hurting. example, Jimmy Garoppolo, freaking no two, contact, high ankle sprain. Well, two years ago, he tore his ACL against the Chiefs making a cut because he didn't want to go out of bounds. Exactly. You know yeah, what I mean? So it's the non-contact injuries that, that kind of, you are can't, the worst right. most of the time. Um, but, yeah, getting back into this game <laughs> a little bit, the Niners lost Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, um, Raheem Mostart, and Tevin Coleman. So that's five starters. 
or four starters, and then Tevin Coleman was your backup. So now they're running out Nick Mullins, um, and that alone, they are supposedly getting back George Kittle this week, which is always a help, and he's going to help Nick Mullins a lot. But, um, man, it is just so hard to see them overcoming all of these injuries. Um, And as bad as the Giants are, I'm going to take a chance here and I will take the Giants at the plus four and a half. Yeah, same. I like the home dog here. They're 0-2. I think they're going to rally behind and show that they don't – it's not that they don't need Saquon because, of course, they need Saquon, but they want to show that they can win without him. Right. So guarantee Danny Dimes is going to be throwing the ball all over. There's going to be no more handing it off. I like them the plus four, plus four and a half. That might even show them that they can win a game without him. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the the home dog here with you and take the plus four and a half for sure. Am, am I the only one that thinks Saquon Barkley is extremely overrated? I don't think he's overrated. I just don't. I guess it's kind of contradicting itself. I don't think he is as good as everybody says. Okay. But he's definitely not a bad player. He's definitely a top five running back in the league. He could get better at blocking, yes. He could get better at pass catching, yes. But when he, I don't even want to. I don't even want to give him the credit that he's a top five running back. You're gonna get a lot of haters on that. that I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but but think about it. Like he had an he had a pretty decent rookie year. I'll give him that. But he had a season ending season-ending injury last year. He has a season-ending injury this year. And even in week one, he looked like crap. Ben Roethlisberger had more rushing yards than Saquon did in week one. He's on a terrible offense. That's fine. There's a lot. Christian McCaffrey's on a terrible offense. Look what he does. He's injured. He's injured, but he's still (laughs) way more productive than Saquon Barkley is. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? I can see it. There is an argument there. But I still think he is a top five running back. When the ball is in his hands, anything can happen. It's not like he's going to go down easy. It's not like, oh, we don't have to worry about this guy. Like, defenses are definitely preparing for him week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, that's all they have to prepare for. Right. <laughs> is, is him. Maybe that's why he hasn't been so productive. I mean, if he went to a better system, he would probably be a better running back. Sure. But, like, I think Josh Jacobs is better than Saquon Barkley. I could agree there. Right? Josh Jacobs like, looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, I, I was watching Benny Snell. If that dude becomes a regular freaking running back. He's going to take back, the starting position dude, in that squad. I think so too. I think he, he if he runs how he did in week one, he would be better than Saquon Barkley. But that's just my opinion. Like you said, I, I know a lot of people won't agree with that, but I – him being out does not move the needle for me that much for the Giants. No. Like, he maybe is worth a point in that offense. Yeah. Maybe. And, and, I mean, not in this game you won't see the line move a lot just because of how many injuries are on yeah. the Niners. But if he was, they were going against a healthier team, I guarantee that healthier team would move a point or two. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um but yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. Hopefully these guys can stay healthy. Um, as much as I dislike the 49ers a lot of the time, I did 
feel bad watching that game right. this weekend. Like, it was just seemed like every you time. want a team to be at their best, right? For you to beat them, exactly. You know what I mean, and you don't wish injuries upon anybody. No, you know no, what no. I mean. Like these, these are these guys' lives. But uh, yeah, we're going to move on to the next game of the day. All right, we got the Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus six and a half. The over under is forty six. This is another case where I just don't think the Eagles are worth six, are and, a six and a half points better than anybody. Because if they were, it would be seven. It wouldn't be right. everybody who had that seven line this week covered. Exactly. If yeah. you had over seven and a half, I don't know. If you had under, it would be seven. They would they give them the touchdown. Guaranteed this game is bet down yeah. to like Four and a half. Give me the Joe Burrow show. Yeah. Plus six and a half. Might even get his first win. He's pissed that he's 0-2. He's never lost as much in his career. And they've been competitive in both games. Right. They've been extremely competitive in both games. So, and the Eagles haven't. No. The Eagles look like absolute crap this week. They didn't look like crap in the first half of last week, or week one. And then look like a completely different football team in week two. Their offensive line is absolutely atrocious right now. So yeah, I'm on the Bengals. You're on the Bengals. Um, I even I like the over. Uh, this is my first total that I like of the week uh, over a 46. Um, Joe Burrow's figuring it out. The Eagles haven't been able to stop anyone yet. And I don't think they're going to start here. I like the over two. Yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be Bengals going to be like thirty to seventeen. The oh, Eagles, so you think the Bengals went big in this? Big, game. big. I think they run all over them. I mean, like you said, they look good. They just have you know struggled in some points where they could have won both these games. Yeah. you know what I mean. So. I think it's going to be 30-17. to 17. The Eagles get two touchdowns, probably one late, and kick a field goal or something, mm-hmm. or start with a field goal and get two touchdowns late. But give me the Bengals here. Yeah, and the Bengals are – dude, they're aggressive. Yeah. Joe Burrow threw 61 times against the Browns. 61. Which is crazy because you still have Joe Mixon back there. You know yeah. what I mean? You still have running backs, and for him to – they just believe in his arm. They believe on him. Well, I believe in his arm. Right. And if so, if you have a guy throwing 61 times, yeah, bet the over. Yeah. Because either A, they're going to complete the pass, and they're just going to be marching down the field, or they it's an incomplete, and then the clock is going to stop. Right. So, yeah, I love I love the over here. I like the Bengals a lot, actually. I'll, this might be a pretty big wager for me coming Sunday. All right. Next on the docket, we have the Houston Texans against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus four with the over-under being 45. Um, so I did pick the Steelers to come over or under their win total. And now I'm like week after week. They look good. They're so they look good, but they've also not played anybody. Fair. That's you know what fair. I mean? Like, they have not played a really good team yet. And, and then, it's not starting this week. 
Right, and Denver had a chance to come back late in this game last week. And that was without Drew Locke because right. he went down early in that he game. So. Too. And Cortland Sutton's out for the rest of the year. Man, week two. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's more and more injuries piling up um, as we go on. But, yeah, uh, I guess give me the Steelers here. Give me the Steelers. You know, like I don't feel particularly good about it. But they've covered against two not so oh well they got a push against the Broncos, but yeah like I I don't know how to grade the Steelers team out yet because I won't know until they play a good team. So this is how I'm going to grade this game. Okay, the Steelers look good. Who knows? Like you said, until they play a good team. But I know the Texans look terrible yeah they look a lot worse that okay yeah there we go the, you know, the texans look a lot worse than the steelers look good yes right now yes so i mean four points that's a touchdown two field goals whatever you want to say yeah the texans cannot get it going deshaun watson is the only reason they've even done anything in these games they're even halfway competitive right, right. I mean, their defenses aren't getting to the quarterback. Nope. They're not stopping the overhead throws. Like, they just cannot stop anybody. Nope. You know, right? regardless if they throw, if they score a touchdown or two or three, they're allowing the other team to score four or five. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs and the Ravens, yes, two explosive offenses. Yeah, like, in, I guess the only thing you can say to that, like, in the Texans' defense is they've played arguably – the first and second best team in the NFL. Yeah. Arguably, yeah. Like, so but they you, showed they couldn't stop anything. Yeah. I mean, they looked just completely outmatched, obviously, in those two games. And, yeah, I don't – like I said, like I think the Steelers are going to come back down to earth when they start playing those better teams. But for now, you know, they've got a pretty favorable first three weeks. So I'll take the Steelers – um, Chris is on the Steelers here too. I think this will be, Ooh, that 45, that looks weird too. Kind of scares you, right? Yeah. Cause I like the over, but you know, but again, like are the Texans going to score enough? Right. I believe in the Steelers. I don't know if the I Steelers defense is probably a little bit better, better than the Ravens. Definitely. I love the Steelers defense. I yeah. think what happened last week against the Broncos. I don't know. I, I, I mean, they only, shutting they down. only gave up 21 points. It's not like they gave up a ton of points. Right, but I see them shutting down the Texans. I really do. I think, oh, man, that under-over <laughs> is just so weird. 45 is such a weird it's number. It's such a good number. Like, it's like right there. You're like, oh, I could see I could see reasons that this game would go over, and I could right. see a lot of reasons it would go under. But uh, – yeah, I'll leave it alone. I, I, yeah, won't, just play, I won't play the over-under. Um, we'll get into the next game. The New York Jumbo Jets versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are minus 11 at the time wow. of the recording. The over-under is 43. Man, are the Jets terrible. Yes. They are so bad. They are just such an atrocious team. They got beat down by the 49ers second string team. 31 to 13. After they got injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Niner the Niners were still putting up points. I mean the Jets just have nobody. They're so bad. 
you know. Uh, Anderson goes wherever else. So it's just like Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, so I just – I don't like the 11, though. As much as last week was a trap game and I and I just called the Colts, right. I don't think the Colts are this good to but, be warranted 11 points. But here's the thing. The Jets are that bad. Yeah. I guess there's another you know case I mean? of, like, which team is yeah. that good or that bad. The Colts can definitely win by two touchdowns in this game. Like, do I think they beat the Jets by, like, 35 points? No, but I think they're at least better than the Jets to win by two touchdowns. So I'm going to take the Colts minus 11. Against my better judgment, I don't believe in Phillip Rivers. Fair enough. I mean, he even threw a pick last game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's three picks to start the season. It's kind of a lot. I'm going to take the Jets plus 11 here on the road. Okay. Against my better judgment, I know I probably people were like, oh, this guy's an idiot. I'm never listening to him again. <laughs> but last week goes to show. Hey, you had a good week. I know what I'm talking about here, people. Somewhat. I have a weird feeling about this. Um, Jets plus 11. If they don't cover this, then never bet the Jets again. They're going to go 0-16. I mean, the Colts lost to the Jaguars at home. The Colts were at home, and the Jags came in and See, beat but them. It's, but we were even saying it last week is it was a knee-jerk reaction yeah. to, to think that the Jaguars were that good and the Colts were going to play that bad the rest of the year. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I still like the Colts. I think they're a good team. It was just a really weird week one. And you got to think, like, it's Phillip Rivers' first game in Indy. He has been with the Chargers his entire freaking career. So there was going to be some growing pains coming into yeah. the season for Rivers and the Colts. And I think the more they play together, the better they'll look. But, yeah, dude, the Jets just look so incompetent in every sense of the word when it comes to a football team. Um this is one of those games that I like the over just because I do think the Colts can put up like 28 to 35 points and you're not really depending on the Jets to put up really anything. anything. Yeah. You're really going to want the Colts to be doing most of the scoring here. Um, so I like the minus 11. I like the four, the over the 43. You got the Jets at the plus 11. Um, we are on the opposite side of a lot of g- games this week. Yeah, we're going to see. We are going to see. Um, going into the next game, We have the Carolina Panthers versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are minus seven, and the over-under is 44.5. I don't know where to go with this game yet because I guess like five minutes before the game started, Justin Herbert became the starter. Yeah. It was a surprise for everybody. Right. He wasn't supposed to start. Even no. he found out, like you said, five minutes before the game. Exactly. Because Tyron said he had chest pains mm-hmm. from the previous game. So I was all over the Chiefs last week. I'm going to kind of like take a mulligan on that one because every all of my analysis was with Tyrod Taylor starting. I, but then if you want to say that, it's still like – Now, would I have taken rookie? the Chiefs? I probably still would have taken the Chiefs. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't think I would have been as high on them as I was last week. Right. If Justin Herbert was starting, because it's it's such a you just an unknown, don't know. An unknown. You know and what he I looked mean? good. He, he looked did good. look really he looked good. Really good. He was picking us apart. Yeah. And credit to our defense being pretty injured and just looked bad. I mean, mm-hmm. we couldn't tackle. 
there was plays where I don't think they even knew where the ball was. Right. And I told you every year, it's the same thing with the Chargers. It's like, they're our kryptonite. We'll win, but we'll barely win. And it took Patrick Mahomes getting hit eight times yeah. to yeah. figure it out. So here's my caveat with this game. If Tyrod Taylor plays, I will take the Panthers at plus seven. If Herbert plays, I will take the Chargers at minus seven. See, for me, I don't think it it matters either way. I think I'm going to take the Chargers minus seven. Okay. Their defense shut down the Chiefs' offense. Yeah. Really just shuts them. Yes, there's a lot of drop balls, blah, 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 blah. Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. The Panthers are without Christian McCaffrey, their best player, arguably one of the best players in the NFL. He's not playing next week with that injury. If Herbert starts, he looked great. Yeah. If Tyrod Taylor starts, he's a veteran and knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. If that defense plays any what, like any possible way they did against the Chiefs, they're going to shut the Panthers down, and I like the Chargers minus seven all day. But if you look at the game, I don't know when Christian McCaffrey went out, but the Panthers scored 17 points in the second half. So I would imagine that most of that scoring was without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. Am I saying they're a better team without McCaffrey? No, like not at all. But it's just going to show that they can score without him. And they were pretty competitive in this game up until the end of it, really. Um, the Buccaneers did cover, but yeah, I don't know. This game's hard for me. Like I said, I, I'm not going to make an official pick on this game until I know who's starting. Yeah. Like I said, everything changes. Yeah. If I have, if, if it's Herbert, I like Herbert enough to lay the seven. If it's Tyrod Taylor, I don't feel comfortable enough and I will take the Panthers at the the seven points. So we're like half. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Because I guess they said that even they said if Tyrod Taylor is 100 percent healthy, he's, he's the, the starter. Guy. Yeah. So I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You have this kid who just came out and put the Chiefs, the Super Bowl contenders, on their heels the whole game. I I I agree with you. you know I don't I mean? know why you would go back to Tyrod Taylor at right. this point, it's, but it's it's just. I don't know if that's just like window dressing yeah. and they're just saying that because they have to. Right. Or they really believe that that's what they're going to stick with for now. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, on to the next game. We have uh, – these are the – oh, no. We're already into the 1 o'clock games. Yeah. Um, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers, who has not recorded a catch yet, I don't think, <laughs> versus – he got the punt, the onside kick. I don't know if that counts. As no, a, that's not a catch. That's not a reception. No. Okay, because he got it on the ground on their onside yeah. kick. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, maybe not. So, if Gronkowski, who is being drafted in, like, the sixth and seventh rounds of fantasy drafts, has yet to make even a little bit of an impact in any game. Um, they are playing the Denver Broncos. The Buccaneers are minus six. The over-under is 43. I'm not a big believer in the Bucks, but this particular week, I think they cover the six points. You know, I didn't like Drew Locke to begin with. I don't know how much it hurts them, but I don't. I don't even know who their backup is. That's what I was just looking up. You know what I mean? Like, is it? It's not Trevor Simeon. Uh, 
Do you have the box score anywhere? I could probably look up the box score if I was smart. But uh, in any case, I'll take the Buccaneers here. They looked – oh, Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll. Nah, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, there it is. I mean, he had a decent game, 256 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, he threw 34 times, so obviously the Broncos are not scared of him throwing. That lock went down that early. Yeah, they're saying he's out for three to four weeks, so Driscoll is the guy. Um, I'll take the Buccaneers at minus six if this – spread starts to move any higher in the Buccaneers' favor, I'll probably take the Broncos just because I think the Broncos still are a better team than the Panthers. Um, and I still, I like I said, I don't believe in the Buccaneers yet. They played a crappy Panthers team, so everyone's going to be all over them now just because they've won one freaking game. And Tom Brady still didn't look great. Right. He still didn't have a good game. Um so he yeah. almost had another pick six. Yeah. That would have been like five straight games. Five, yeah. Like, I think it got negated or it got stopped, but he got picked again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, so. I'm yeah. on the Broncos here. I mean, okay. if Driscoll plays anywhere where he as good as he did against a better defense in the right. Steelers' defense, uh, and they're at home, you know, mile high, you go from – Nice Tampa Bay weather. To I heard it's chilly in Colorado now. Mm-hmm. My aunt lives there. She says there was snowing about two weeks ago. So we'll see. Um, I don't know if they're allowing fans in Denver yet. I know there were. I don't think so. No? no. So I guess that doesn't really take into effect. I don't know. I'll take the plus six on the Broncos all day. Um, if if the Buccaneers were as favored as everybody thinks it is, I think it would have already been at seven. Right. I don't think it would have opened up at six. So like you said, if it does go any higher, take the Broncos. I still think the Broncos cover the six. Okay. I mean, and I take the Buccaneers, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this honestly feels like a coin flip to me right now. And that's pretty crazy to say Jeff Driscoll is a coin flip <laughs> against Tom Brady. but He's old. Dude, I, it's just like the relationship between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady is just such a weird one. Right. You know what I mean? Like Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball down the field. He loves to be ultra aggressive all the time. Tom Brady is not that quarterback anymore. And they're both – I don't think every was. No. He's always the deacon and dunk five – Yards at a time, yeah, quarterback. Exactly, which is a proven to work for him, so he loves that. Yeah, you know. So I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'll take the Buccaneers, but if it gets to seven or any higher, I'm on the Broncos here. The only reason I think I like the Buccaneers, which I'm not saying I still take the Denver, is because Sutton's out. That's which enough. is big. That's but big. Jerry Judy had a good game. Yeah, well, he has to. Yeah, he's their, he is their number one now. He has to. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that game a little bit more next week, I guess, once uh, everything's said and done. Um, we will go on to the next game, the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are minus 5.5. The over-under is 55. 
This is like tied for the highest over. It is the highest over, I think. That was the Seahawks at 55 and a half. Okay, so, so yeah, the second highest point. by half a point. You know, but Go yeah, ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead. This is your team. I know it's my team, but I like to go second. Okay. This is, again, like I'll go first on the Chiefs. I was wrong about the Lions last week. I thought we both would, were. Well, they we both always on them. play the Packers close. They were favored to win the division yep. or keep it, you know. And they got ran over yep. by the Packers. And uh, Devontae Adams, he got injured in that game. So they had to rely on Aaron Jones. Thank you, Aaron Jones, for having a massive week. <laughs> massive. You're on my fantasy team. He killed it. He killed it. Um the Cardinals' defense is great. They look great. I had to go pick them up in my fantasy league and drop, who did I have? The Colts' defense, mm-hmm. which I shouldn't have. They stopped the Vikings all week. But anyways, I'm going to take the Lions plus five and a half here just because it's five and a half. Okay. As good as the Cardinals have looked and they're at home, I think it should be higher. It should be at least seven, if not higher than that. So you just think the line looks fishy? I just think the line looks fishy. The Cardinals are, with Kyler Murray the way he's playing, and their defense look like the far superior team by a landslide. Okay. But the line looks fishy. I think, especially with the over-under 55, I think the books think it's going to be like a 20 to 30 game. You know what I mean? Both teams are going to put up a lot of points. Right, right. So it might come down. Well, that's kind of what the Cardinals offense is right. this year. They move the ball fast and they score a lot of points. But, I mean, they're not going to put up 40 themselves. You know what I mean? So the line is showing that they, they think could. it's going to be like a 30 to 25 game. You know what I mean? Watch. The Cardinals will probably win 30 to 25 and that – Point five is going to screw a lot of people, and it's going to push on the under over. Okay. That's just my. That's just yeah, me. yeah you're let's right. Hear, let's hear you're what right. you got to say. Um, I will take the Cardinals with the minus five and a half. Um, the Lions and the Cardinals surprisingly play a lot. I think they play like almost every single year, and the Cardinals own the Lions. They own them. So. This is the first time, I think, against the Lions. They've been favorites in a really long time. And what we were saying last week, a lot of it just has to do with the better team. Yeah. And the Lions didn't get any better. Again. Yeah. I was high on the Lions coming in, but they're just showing again that they get everyone excited and everyone thinks they're going to be a good team. And it doesn't end up being the freaking case ever for them. They just can never get over whatever hump that they have going on. Um, Matt Stafford will obviously – he'll throw for a lot of yards in this game. But I think, like, the Cardinals are kind of like, Ben, don't break. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the Cardinals will do enough to cover the five and a half. Um, just Kyler Murray – can't be stopped right now. He looks great. He looks he they have finally put the offense around him for him to succeed. Right. He didn't have it last year and they really they they have figured it out. They have figured out how to play this offense to its best possible, you know, to to the to maximize his abilities and everyone else's abilities around him. So I like the Cardinals my, minus 5 and a half. 
It feels good to have a team that is promising for one time. Like, I have not been excited about Cardinals football in a long, long time. You know what I mean? And uh, you just, like, walk a little different. You know what I mean? Right. You just, like, feel a little different. You're like, your jerseys more. Yeah. You know? Everyone's like, oh, dude, the Cardinals are so good. It's like, you're you're not messing with me this time right. because they actually are a right. pretty decent team right now. Um, and eventually, I'm sure it'll crumble down around me just because that's how it man. goes with me in sports. But, um, yeah, I'm on the Cardinals here. You're on the Lions. The 55, that is such a high number. I would probably take the under if I had to pick a side. Um, but, yeah, I like the Cardinals this week. Um, we will move on to which I think is – now. never mind. Probably like the second best game of the week is the Cowboys versus – the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus four and a half. The over under is 55 and a half. Um, first of all, let me say I love the under in this game. Both of these teams like to control the ball with the running game. So. Even after last night's game? Yeah. I mean, it was at 60. Yeah. 30. Yeah. I still think it'll go under. Really? I do. I just, I crazy to say, I think the Patriots offense is going to end up being better than the Cowboys offense at the end of the year. Like statistically. They have so much more weapons in Dallas than they do, but. But they've had this offense. This isn't a new offense. They've had this offense outside of the addition of CD lamb. This is the same team that they've had for the last like three years. So. New coach. Oh, yeah. And Mike McCarthy, I don't know if he's even an upgrade over Jason Garrett. There has been some questionable calls. Yeah. I mean, even when he was with the Packers. Sure, he won a Super Bowl, but Aaron Rodgers won him that Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, This is another week where I love the Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. Yeah. I love them. I like the Seahawks minus five. Minus five. Four and a half. Four and they a half. covered that against the Patriots last night. Four and a half. Same line. Um, I like the over. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like it's so high, and it's high for a reason. You know what I mean? Like they think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I can see it even doing the same thing as last night. It's going to be thirty-five to thirty again. You know what I mean? I mean, like I get why they think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah. But it just seems like a game where both teams are going to want to control the ball. You know what I mean? Like the Seahawks are going to want to have long drives. The Cowboys are going to want to have long drives because they don't want to give the other team the opportunity with the ball. You know what I mean? So I can see like both teams scoring and I can definitely see this being like 27 to 20. Like – You'll get scoring, but I don't know if it'll get to the 55. Um, I think you need to give Russell Wilson the MVP trophy right now. That dude has been insane. He's been – I can't believe he's never had an MVP. He's never even had an MVP vote. Like a n- nomination. And I'm telling you, like I say this week in and week out, it's going to be the Seahawks in the Super Bowl versus the Chiefs. Yeah. There's no way you cannot 
give him MVP considerations this year. If he even plays like 75 to 80% of what he's doing in the first two weeks, the dude has had nine touchdown passes. In the first two games, he's only had 17 incompletions with how much he's been throwing. He looks unstoppable. Unstoppable. So, yeah, this is this is a big, big Seahawks for me this week. I really like him here. I'm on the same page with you. I like yeah. the four and a half. They just – no one can stop him right now. I mean, no. I don't even know if the, the Chiefs could. Our defense looks terrible. It would just be a shootout if we played them. That game. would be a fun game. Yeah. That would be a fun game. I don't think they play this year. These last three games are going to – are all good games. They are all good I mean, games. I, I can't even. It's you a got, great slate. Right. So moving on to our next game, which is this Sunday night game, the Green Bay Packers play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored here. Uh, three and a half. The under over is 52. I don't know who to take here. Packers. If it stays at three and a half, I would probably money line the Packers to win this game outright. Yeah. The Packers look so good. Which is crazy. Aaron Jones, or Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones too. But Aaron Rodgers is alive this year. He has to. He is out to prove a point. Yeah. I mean, he's even making a case for MVP. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, him, him and Russell Wilson, like 100%. Like, those are the guys that I I want behind uh, or under center right now. Right. I mean, which I have both in my dual quarterback fantasy league, so I look that's like a rid- god. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I got put at like 190 this week. Yeah. Anyways, um, his, yeah, I mean, it's hard – as we watch the Saints right now play the Raiders, they're only up three points. Yeah. You know, so. My under's not looking good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just thinking that, too. I just, you know, they're going to shut down. They'll shut down. They'll shut down. Um, I mean, without Michael Thomas on the Saints, who knows how long he's going to be out if yep. he even plays this next game. Yep. I'll definitely take the Packers, too. Yeah, if it stays at the three and a half, they're going to win outright. Um. There's no noise in the dome no, now. There's no Saints noise factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the king of cadence, Aaron Rodgers himself, is I guarantee will get the Saints to jump off sides at least four times during this game. Right. Because yeah. they are even saying it during, like, the Chiefs game, where there's no noise now. There's no more waiting for the foot to move. You're just hearing, hut, hut, hut. And as a defensive lineman who's ready to attack, you hear, huh, huh, and you jump. Yeah. And you're talking about Aaron Rodgers here, who is the king at that. And so. I don't think anybody in the NFL, maybe besides this, uh, not even besides the Seahawks, because they're proving that wrong. I don't think anybody in the NFL relies on their fans more than the Saints. Right. The Saints, I mean, the Chiefs kind of do, because we're like the loudest stadium in the world. Yeah. But... See, but the Chiefs are just, like, that talented yeah. right now. Um, so, yeah, we're both on the Packers at the plus three and a half. Hopefully it stays there because I love it. I love that three and a half. All right, getting on to the Monday night game, the Chiefs and the Ravens. The Ravens are minus three and a half, and the over-under is 
53. Um, I'll start. I'll let you come in. When is the last time, first of all, the Chiefs have been underdogs in any game? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. The Chiefs have won 11 straight. Did they look great against the Chargers? No. And did the Ravens look really good? Yes. All that being said, this is another game where you don't give the Chiefs points. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care where they're at. I will take the Chiefs at plus three and a half. All right. Are you ready? Absolutely. Go for it. I'm not going to do what I did last week because last week I said Chargers plus eight all day. <laughs> they give us a problem. No. Patrick Mahomes is Lamar Jackson's daddy. Yep. Daddy. 0-2 against us. Come back again last year. We got some key pieces back on the defense starting this week. Mike Pinnell comes off of like a, a suspension and uh, Traverius Ward might be in. So give me the Chiefs money line. We're definitely covering this. We'll, we will win this game. It's just we own the Ravens. We, right. You know what I mean? Like regardless of how good they are and they're, they're basically a one and two in the NFL right now. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is Daddy Mahomes over there doing the no-look pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I give Miko Hardman a good – I mean, even give our kicker a, a round of applause. Oh, my goodness, dude. With a four. He, from, he, because you don't count the two that there was the offsides and the and the, they iced him. No, it was three, wasn't it? Because there was – they false started. Yeah. And then and he they hit that the timeout. 53. Yeah, and then they – and then – they got pushed back to 58. And then they iced him. And then they asked him, and then he made the game winner. And he made both of those two. Yeah. And then he made the 58-yarder oh, early that's right. in the game. That's right. I mean, with ease, too. Yeah. I was like, man, this dude can hit this from 65 feet or 65 yards out. Just crazy. Um. Yeah, I, give me the Chiefs, man. We just we own them. The only reason I see us losing this game is – if most of our starters on defense don't make it back, Frank Clark went out of this out of the Chargers game with some illness halfway through it. I'm okay. like, did you eat a bad tuna sandwich? Like, what does that even mean? Something like an that. illness, like <laughs> half more than halfway through the game, an illness. Yeah. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs plus three and a half money line them for sure. Reverse spread, we're winning this game. Monday Night Football. What, okay, so you're saying reverse spread. So you want you would only take them at the minus three and a half? If you could predict the score for this game, what do you think it'll be? We win by a touchdown. I don't okay. know. I can't put in numbers because I'm bad with the whole football math thing and the seven and the sixes. You never know what happens. But, yeah, you're right. You know, we will win by a touchdown. At least – by six. I give us six because, you know, we might kick two field goals right. in the bucket. Because now it's like you get within 50 yards and you can, you're can you getting points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and So you give Patrick Mahomes, all he has to do is get down half the field and you're going to get an automatic three points. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of unfair. Yeah, you're so right. You're right. I give us six, if not a full touchdown, seven. Like, we're going to win this game outright. Yeah, I like that. The Packers Chiefs money line. That's a nice parlay. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean the right. same spreads. The same spreads, three and a half. 
basically the same under overs, 52 and 53. Both teams 2 and 0. We'll see what happens. Uh, give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I'm going to put in a parlay like right after we're done. Yeah. Because I th- by the time these games kick off, kick off, it'll be closer to a pick them for both games. For both. People games. are going to hammer, hammer the Packers and the Chiefs this week. Yeah. On the money line, especially. Yeah. Um, that is the full slate. Um, we do have locks for you. Who's your lock? Seahawks minus four and a half. All right. They're going to get me three and oh. They, they were my first lock against the Falcons. Yep. I should have gave them to them this week. The Colts just look really juicy. I take the Seahawks minus four and a half here as my lock, my third lock. Give me the Chiefs. Money Love line? The Chiefs. Money no, line. no. I mean, I like them a lot with the money line, but lock it in at three and a half points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are locks. There are our picks. Um, let us know what you guys think. You guys are obviously, if you guys are following us, you guys are winning more than you're losing. I'm just throwing that out there. Might have start a little side sports. Yeah, we might have to start paying, pay, pay to listen on this, this right. podcast. Um, $69.99 a month. <laughs> a month. Which isn't bad. Oh, wow. We're, I mean, I'm we're not big time. A month? That's not bad. $69.99? People pay like $25 a week on these average little capper people i know because i bought them i bought them before you know it's like 79 dollars a week yeah so i'm like okay relax (laughs) other people can read lines too (laughs) yeah they they're not even good most of the time dude sometimes i'm like when i buy someone else's picks just because i'm so uncertain and i want to know like what they think and i was right over them i almost want to hit them up like yo can i get a fucking refund because like you're trash i know some people will do that yeah I, I don't even, for the integrity of it, like, just because I don't want people to look at me like, dude, it's gambling. You know what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's gambling. Right. But if you're selling some advice, give good advice. Yeah. Um, but that'll do it for this week. Going into week three, hopefully we keep on our nice little run here. Um, hopefully there's not as many injuries because I know for me that has ravaged my fantasy football team. I don't know if that's caught up to you yet. Nope. I lost Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Marlon Mack, Le'Veon Bell, and um, James Conner, all in week one. I've lost Bell, yeah. and he doesn't produce. I don't even know why I got him again. I was, I thought he was going to be better this year. He doesn't produce, but he's a lot better option than a lot of guys out there. Well, I mean, I put in Kareem Hunt this week, and he got 23 points You know, yeah. as, a, as a second. So I think if Bell comes back, I might have to keep – Hunt in over Bell and just wait. Oh yeah, well he's gonna be week, he's know? gonna be in there, and he's already shown that he's a viable fantasy option. Right. But all right, guys, thank you again. This is it for episode seven. After week three, um, we obviously will be back. We are on iTunes still, still waiting on Spotify, but we should know here in a day or two if we are going to be up on there. We will definitely let you guys know. Like, share, subscribe, let us know what you guys think. And for everyone that listens, thank you guys again. We really do appreciate it. We love doing this, and we're going to continue to do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good rest of your week. 
Let's win some money. Um, I didn't put any out uh, AFL out, but I will put some uh, Australian football out on our Instagram or Twitter yep. if uh, I like anything. Follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the Trap Game Podcast. It's the same all the way across the board. Um, we post on their news, upcoming stuff, uh, recent events. You name it. Well, we're going to start covering more of it on there just to get more stuff out there so you guys will actually pay more attention. Correct. All right, guys. See you later. Thank you.